for the touch of your lips, dear, but much more for the touch of your whips, dear. You can raise welts like nobody else as we dance to the masochism tango. Tonight on the show, it is Black Christmas, 1970. Thank you. <laughs> 1973's Black Christmas. I am joined by my best friend, my partner in crime, and the love of my life, Slinky Jallo. How you doing, Miss Aaron? <laughs> Hi, Slink. All right. So tonight we're going to talk about this amazing movie. Uh, Merry Christmas, y'all. <laughs> Merry Christmas. <laughs> there you go. So this movie has significance in the sense that it is my favorite horror film of all time, full stop. And I know that this is, what is this, your your second favorite? Slash? S- yes, it's my second favorite after Friday the 13th. Okay. Just, just because there's a mic here, like in front of your face, doesn't mean that you can like talk low. Oh, sorry. <laughs> it's Christmas, y'all. So here we go, Black Christmas. This one... Uh, how do you want to do this? Do you just want to like just yeah, just absolutely. We're just uh, this is totally off the cuff, and we're talking about tonight. We're actually sharing just our passion for this movie. Uh, Merry Christmas, by the way, because this will be dropping on Christmas, and we're just going to talk about how much we love it and what it means to us and the significance of it, and also you know hopefully get some people who haven't actually seen this movie. WTF uh, to 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 watch the original because it's such a fucking masterpiece. So, what is your background with this? Okay. Do you want me to hold? Yeah. Hold. Okay. Gotcha. Um, <laughs> well, all right. I was pretty late to the party on this. I didn't see this movie. Shit, I forget when I did see it. In my twenties, I think it does. It doesn't matter. Um, I was way late to the party. Saw it. And I bought it. Watched it. And absolutely fell in love with it. You know, my buddy was in the other room, and I went busting in the door, and I was like, "Dude, you have to watch this movie." Because he was a slasher fan too, and uh, been hooked on it ever since. But it's, I love this fucking movie. <laughs> like, it's the one that did it. I feel the best because every slasher flick ever made has borrowed air quotes whatever stuff from this movie, like the POV. Uh, Bob Clark's a genius. Let's just say that um, he's a true auteur visual storyteller uh give it up bob clark he's responsible for a lot of good stuff but this one is uh all killer no filler as they say and it's uh quick and dirty it's beautiful to watch the composition of the shots right it's got john saxton in it for christ's sakes yeah so what's what's your history so so my that's good so my (laughs) so my history with this movie is um I had seen the 100, Bravo's 100 Greatest Moments of Horror. That show did such a good service. Yeah, seriously did. Um, And I'd seen it, and they had that on there. And one of the things that they talked about was um, uh, um, Olivia hussey was interviewed because she's the star of Black Christmas. And she was saying, like, yeah, um... Steve Martin came up to me and said, you know, you're in my favorite, you're my favorite movie of all time. And she was like, oh, Romeo and Juliet. And he goes, nope, nope. Black Christmas. I've seen it like hundreds of times. See the fact, see, I love Steve Martin. And like, that's a big thing that his favorite, his favorite movie Mm -hmm. is Black Christmas. So that that says something about y'all. 
Um, <laughs> just kidding. No, this movie is like, this is, um, I consider this like the Citizen Kane kind of, of slasher flicks. Like, people argue Texas Chainsaw. Ah, it's a slasher flick, but it's different. This movie is, it's perfect in a lot of ways. Like, it really is. Like, it's a hard number two, not just because of my love for Friday the 13th, but this movie is like, Dude, it's uh, it's so good. I don't even know what to say about it. Like, I don't know where to start. Probably. I'm just this. So no, so no, that was really good. So um, when I saw it initially, like I remember, uh, my ex husband and I went and rented it at this place called Unique Video, which was off of uh, Waters Avenue in Tampa, and in like the just the sketchiest of areas. And I remember this video store didn't open until five. PM? That's a sketchy video story. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, it was really sketchy. It opens when we get there, y'all. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, when it opens. And it was basically this, like, it was this really cool video store that only sold, that, that only rented horror films, exploitation, and some porn. That's my kind of place. That's, that's, yeah, yeah. On the other side of town. Yeah. 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 On the other side of town. Other side of the tracks, it's my friend. It's in the industrial district. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It was really wild. And so I got a VHS copy of it and brought it home and started playing it. And as soon as that first phone call started, like... Oh, the phone calls. That was oh. like, Yeah. That was kind of it. And then... Um, I hid under the blanket, but I could, I literally couldn't look away from the screen. Yeah. No, it's, it's terrifying. Those calls, there's a, there's a audio thing on YouTube of all the calls put together and it's, you'd be hard to be able to make it through it. Cause it's like all the calls put into one. So it's like, I don't know, 12 minutes long and it's all the phone call. The phone calls are nasty, but like we were talking about before, it tells a narrative if you really if you pay attention because you and I talked about this I think at dinner or whatever it's like there's some child diddling going on yeah exactly like so the so so there's so the movie is basically about um a killer who has crawled into the attic of this sorority house and is making these phone calls and he makes a phone call after he commits a murder Mm -hmm. yeah you, you basically figure that part out but like it just starts. The movie just starts. Like it goes right for the jugular because it has the POV shot, which is beautiful, by the way, and it shows him climbing up the. Uh, I call it a lattice. Trellis. It's a trellis. That's the that's the correct word. And so, um, it just starts right away. He just climbs up this thing, gets through, crawls into the window, and like the POV shot is amazing that he does because you know that's the guy lugging a giant like Panasonic film. Camera. Double barrel camera up the up the, up the, up the side of a yeah, building right. up the trellis, if you <laughs> and you're just like wow because it's so smooth and fluid mm-hmm. and it's like it it does everything perfect, you know. So it's hard to uh, I don't know take from it and make it better. It's just Black Christmas is intense. Man. Like, it really it's, it really is amazing. Now you have a story, okay? So because you do know the whole Halloween thing. Okay, again, there's a video on YouTube of John Carpenter telling a story about how he met Bob Clark and said, if you were to make a Black Christmas part, duh, how would you do it? If he were to make a Black Christmas sequel, oh, what would it be? What would it be? Oh, and it was and Halloween. Bob Clark was like, well, I'd have Billy have gotten caught, put away, and escape, and call it Halloween. 
And he said it in such a nonchalant way. And so we have Halloween. That's why sometimes you'll hear me say Halloween, a.k.a. Black Christmas Part 2. Because... Right. Yeah. Exactly. But, uh, yeah, it's great that when you watch the first Black Christmas, you know, Billy's never caught. Yeah. So what's really, what I love about this movie, and I think probably. Spoilers, kids. Sorry. Right. Spoilers. Spoil, there, there will be spoilers yes, on massive, this episode. Massive spoilers. Massive spoilers. But one of the interesting things about this movie is that the killer is never revealed to be um, like a main character. It's, you know, there's some red herrings in it as, as are in most horror films from this time period. But there, this is not just some, you know, this person was like, oh, they had this like ax to grind or whatever amongst the cast. It no, was it's not a revenge driven that we know of, that we're aware of. But yeah, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to cut you off. No, that was good. Those are my favorite ones. That's good. But no, that's the thing is that there's, it's, it's just, a random dude who we don't even know if his name's Billy. Right. We don't that really be something he's just doing. Like maybe he's a schizo or who. Well, that's voices. a good point. I didn't even think about that, yeah. that that could be that his name is actually not Billy right. and he's just crazy. Cause he's saying <laughs> he's, he, I don't think he ever says my name's Billy. No, he just says Agnes. It's me. Agnes, it's, it's me. me Billy. Billy. Oh, okay. So he does refer to himself as Billy, but again, he, that right. Yeah. It could be something he picked he's, up on Sesame Street. He's wacky. He's a wacky dude. A little bit of a wackadoo. A little bit of a wackadoo. Um, but yeah, he makes these like really creepy, obscene phone They're calls. They're massively obscene. They're massively vulgar. They're like just, uh, this is like how pirates talk or something. <laughs> like, like it's just awful. Like it's just awful. And then the, he's so far, he's so good, right? He's doing multiple voices. It sounds like there's two to three people on the phone yeah. at any given time. And uh, Olivia Hussey. Yeah, so we got Olivia Hussey is our is our main character. Her name is Jess. Um, but what I love about this particular character is that she is her own person. Liberated she liberated woman. Right. She's a liberated yeah. woman. She yeah. Take no shit, she doesn't she, does she doesn't, you know, she she doesn't really need a dude, right? No, you know? A strong female lead character. Yes, she's absolutely way ahead of its time. Way ahead of its time. People credit Ripley and all that shit. No, right. no, 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 no. Yeah. Jess, bro. Yeah. It's Jess. And Jess is my favorite final girl of yeah. all time. She's she, yeah, yeah, yeah. She's She's absolutely my favorite final girl. So um, Jess finds out she's pregnant. And so she goes and tells her boyfriend, um, Pita, 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 played by Cure Dulé from 2001. And, you know, he's like, was like, well, I guess we're going to get married. And I get, you know. I'm going to marry you, Jess. I'm going to marry you. Right. He's like, I'm going to marry you and you can just give up all of your dreams. Yeah, uh, pretty much, dude. He's just. He's doing the man thing right. of what's expected of me. Like, right. What's What's interesting is that she's like, nah. He's trying to assert his dominance. Ooh. And she's all like, <laughs> Yeah, it's like, fuck you. No, she's like, not only. Really hood, bitch. She's like, like she not only do I not want a baby, and I'm totes getting an abortion, but I, I also. I don't even know if I want to be with you. Yeah, it's like, I don't even know if I want to not even marry you. I don't even know if I want to be in a relationship with yeah. you because I have dreams. I have things I want to do. I want to go to nursing school. I want to do all of these. Right. I want to do all of these things. I want to accomplish these things. And I'm sorry, but a baby is definitely not in my uh, cards. She had plans long before you came along, bruh. <laughs> 
See? She's about to break them plans. That's right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So, so she, so she tells him, she's like, yeah, she's like, I, I'm, I'm going to get an abortion. Said, I'm not going to marry you. Yeah. Like, it's, it's, great. <laughs> it's like, what? That's crazy. We're in college for God's sakes. Mm. Those guys are then rounding out the cast, we have um, Lynn Griffin uh, from Curtains, one of yes. our favorite films. Uh, Canuxploitation, I love it. Absolute, yes. absolute Canuxploitation, uh, who uh, plays Claire, and she's just so adorable and diminutive and soft-spoken and just so sweet in this movie. Yeah, because you meet her father, and... It's just you can you can kind of tell like why she's okay. Yeah, because he's very like soft spoken. He's soft spoken, but you can tell he ain't about that shit. Yeah. Like you, can t- <laughs> I didn't send my daughter here to be fraternizing with boys. Right to be smoking, drinking, and fraternizing with, with boys. boys. Uh, just, oh yeah. Then we've got um, Mrs. Mac. Mrs. Mac is fantastic. Professional alcoholic. Professional alcoholic yeah. Just uh, hiding shit all over the house. Fantastic. And we've got Margot Kidder. Crazy ass Margot Kidder. As Barb, uh, the, the, the lush. Fastest tongue in the South. Isn't that right. what she said? Fastest, fastest tongue in the West. Fastest tongue in the West. That's right. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> why don't you go find yourself a socket and get a charge? Or I forget how she says the answer. She says... Why don't you? Well, first she says when she's talking to, to the, Billy. The, the Billy, the um, obscene phone caller. Yes, yes. She the says Mona. the moaner, the as they call her. So, so it's actually established that this fo- these phone calls have been going on for a very long time. It's not their first rodeo. Yes, yes, these these phone calls have actually been occurring a long time. Which, if um, if this is true, that means that Billy has been killing for a very long time. Yeah, because there is a. Uh, simultaneous storyline going on about a young girl who was found murdered in the park in the park so margot kidder says why don't you stick why don't you find a wall socket and stick your tongue in it that'll give you a charge yeah she's fantastic yeah and then what's great is yeah like she says she says you what did she say you fucking asshole yeah i think she calls him a creep or yeah she calls him an asshole but then lynn griffin's like i don't know claire or uh, was I forget what her name is? The guy in the movie. Uh, Barb. Barb. I don't know Barb. You shouldn't. You shouldn't. You shouldn't. Uh, you shouldn't taunt someone like that. And then there's a time where Margot Kidder's crazy ass says, "You can't rape a townie." Yes, because what <laughs> she says. Well, the, the the that girl was that town girl was yeah, raped. Yeah, right. And uh, Barb says, "You know, honey, you can't rape a townie." That's really like ooh, wow. That's savage. That's pretty savage. <laughs> Toad savage. So. Poor Lynn Griffin. Um, Claire goes upstairs and she she's actually getting ready to pack because she's going away for her dad is actually coming to meet her to to take her away for Christmas. Yeah, yeah. Pick her up for Christmas break. For Christmas break. So she's packing. Oh sorry, 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 sorry. And she hears the kitty cat Claude. Claude. The Persian cat. Meow. Yeah, and she's like, oh. And she goes, no, Claude, she says, she's so cute. She's so cute. Lynn, I love you. And I'm glad, I hope you're going to listen to this episode because we love you very, very much. And we love your Christmas presents, yeah, by the way. Yeah, um, but yeah, no, when she's like, Claude, here, puss, puss. <laughs> <laughs> and then she goes, and then she goes into the closet and the killer, Billy, is hiding behind um, 
a uh, a dry cleaning clean bag, bag. Yeah. and he just lunges for her and fucking suffocates her. That's my favorite murder in the movie. Not that she's, you know, propped in the window or anything. It's there's a cut real quick where you can see him behind the dry cleaning bag. Oh yeah, and there's that little there's a, there's a there's a little like musical cue yeah. too. Yeah. And you he, if you really watch, he's making like a really creepy face. He's like Ugh. It's terrifying. Oh my god. I didn't even know that he was making a face. It's it's really scary. Okay, cuz that part yeah. makes that part really makes me uncomfortable. That's uncomfortable. Okay. And he just lunges for her. Yeah. And he's like, <gasps> Yes, and just, yeah. He lunges uh, and he makes like it's very strange cuz Billy's character in general is very almost like at the animal level. Like he makes like really guttural noises yeah, and he's yeah. just creepy as fuck. Time she catches him in the door. Oh God. <gasps> yeah. And he yells and goes, and goes bonkers. Yeah. That yeah. part's terrifying. The part where he sings the lullaby. Yeah. So, really so he's, so he's got, he's got Claire's body um, up in, in the, the attic, attic, which meant he had to throw her over his that's shoulder. Right. And in a rocking chair. And she's wrapped in plastic, and the plastic's been sucked into her mouth, so you know she basically just suffocated yeah. that way. And um, he and he starts singing this really creepy fucking nursery rhyme. And it's a grim nursery yeah, rhyme, too. Yeah, it's, like, it's like, little baby bunting, daddy's gonna hunting. Gone to fetch a rabbit skin to hide his baby in or wrap his baby in or whatever. And then, um, and he's like rocking her as he's doing it. It's really fucking creepy, dude. It's really disturbing. Yeah. It's, uh... So, so poor, poor Claire's dad, you know, is, is coming to town trying to find his, trying to find his daughter. And, uh, can't basically because she doesn't show up where she's supposed to show up to. Or he, yeah, he asks around. Yeah. Oh, it's funny. Remember when he like runs into that like dickhead frat brother, one who like the kids are the kids are throwing um the kids are throwing yeah, snowballs, throwing snowballs and they hit it in his yeah, head. Yeah. And he hits him in the eye. And uh, so he's, oh yeah, I, I know where that frat house is, or I know. He's like, oh, what does he say? That's our that's our sister chapter or whatever. Sister yeah. fraternity or sorority, whatever. Um, so he goes to the house and meets up with the just illustrious Mrs. Mack. And uh, and she's meanwhile trying to like cover up all of the debauchery, the debauchery that's, and, that that yeah, that yeah. is goes on in most sorority houses, basically, mm-hmm. um, you know, posters, weed type posters, like all kinds of crazy shit, naked people, you know. fraternizing with boys, right? Fraternizing with boys. Mrs. Mrs. Mac is like a vaudevillian character. Yes, 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 yes. Uh, She's on, she's very over the top, but it's really funny because she's a professional drunk and there's mm-hmm. booze everywhere in the yes. toilet. There's booze in the toilet. There's yeah. booze in books. There's booze everywhere, which just makes her all the more endearing. I'm not going to go to bed. I'm not going to right. bed. Right. And then they buy her a moo moo. Ah, boy. Yeah. yeah. No, it's, it's, it's over. Miss Mac. Poor, poor Mrs. Mac. Yeah. <laughs> so, so, um, fucking claire's dad go to fucking um i forget where they go do they go to the police station yeah yeah with crazy ass margot kidder oh oh they tell no they go to the police station no he goes to the no he goes to the police station no so when they tell chris Mm -hmm. fur coat 
uh, Art Hendel. When they tell Art Hendel, you know, they're like, oh, yeah, she said she's probably shacked up with a guy somewhere. And he's like, motherfucker. And then he goes storming into the, into the police, police station, station yeah. with the greatest pimp fur coat I've ever seen on anyone. He murdered a bear in the front yard of the police station and fashioned himself a beastly jacket. It's amazing. It's epic. Yeah. It does. It literally, like, like looks like he's going to just walk in and just be like, bitches better have my money. A. A. <laughs> That was good. That was good. That was good. Yeah. <laughs> Where my bottom bitch be? Hey. <laughs> eh? eh? So. <laughs> so they. Damn it. So they go to the police station, and that's where we meet John Saxon. Dun dun dun. dun John Saxon, and uh, and also the guy who plays Nash, is the same actor who played one of the coaches in Porky's convinces coach Roy uh, to take Kim Cattrall up to the, um, up to the boys locker room and have sex with her and try to figure out why she's called Lassie. So that guy, that guy is also in black Christmas as the bumbling idiot cop. The clueless officer Nash. Officer Nash. Palacio. It's a new exchange. It's a new exchange. Yeah. So meanwhile, we also meet, um, Andrea Martin. Andrea Martin is Phyllis. Thank you. Phil, Barb, answer me. Yeah. So it's it's Phil, Phyllis, Andrea Martin from SCTV, which stands for? Second City TV. Yes. Thank you very much. Second City TV. Oh, at the same time that they go to the police station. This is when Miss Mac is there. Yeah. Well, no, Mrs. Mac, Mrs. Mac is going to get killed while they're at the police station. Mac hears Claude up in the up in the attic. The attic where Billy be. Right. <laughs> and it's clearly not Claude who is meowing. Yeah. That's the, that's the scary thing about this movie. It was like they had the guy from Police Academy was like oh, My, Michael Winslow. Michael Winslow was like running through a sorority house with a knife because it was like whatever in all these different voices and like, noises and stuff. R2 are you down the hall? Yeah. So she, so she thinks she hears Claude. So yeah, she opens up, Claude. she opens up the, she opens up the attic, and Billy is hiding with like this giant. Is it like a hook? It looks like the type of hook that butchers put their fucking sides of beef on to move about the butcher shop, you know, so they can go to dress it, mm-hmm. blah blah blah, because they're they're very heavy chunks of meat. So it's like a mobile. Imagine Leatherface just for today. So he can be mobile with the meat. <laughs> <laughs> so, so uh, Billy throws the hook to her, and it hooks like her. It, hook. Yeah, it does look like yeah. a dock worker hook, and then it hooks her, and then basically pulls her, pulls her up oh, into yeah. up through the attic. Yeah, up through the crawl space door. Yeah, and, and, and scene. Yeah, now she's amongst the Christmas decorations. Yeah. So, um, meanwhile, sort of like the red herring. Well, there's a scary shot too of them showing Billy. Oh, Billy behind the behind yeah, the yeah. hook, and yeah. he's holding. You can tell he's holding it. You can see his eyes. He's kind of straining to yeah. hold it. You can see his eyes. His, his eye. Yeah. That's what. It's so fucking creepy, man. Because he's all like, you don't know if he's struggling from holding it or if he's like trying not to get off. Yeah. And he just lets the hook go, and it just like a doll. Yeah, just Zoink. hooks her, gone, done. Mm-hmm. Poor Mrs. Mac. Yeah. Um, and then uh, that night, like they're all kind of 
you know, they're at the house basically. And John Saxon says, okay, so these phone calls are coming in and, um, what we're going to have to do is trace the call. Now here's what's interesting in the 1970s, in order to trace a phone call, there was a lot that had to happen. It's like the stars had to align. The planets had to be right. <laughs> I remember being in the phone company building when I was a kid with my mom, and it looked just like the one from Black Christmas. And it was uh, this lady at a desk and all these rows of whatever the fuck is happening in those fucking aisles of electronic wonder. And, like, <laughs> <laughs> and the... You hear them, they're like, duh, 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 duh. like all this, the, pre, the yeah, people that had to work in those places back then must have went fucking mad after a while. So anyway, they show you what an intricate process it was to trace a phone call. And the guy is like zipping up and down the aisles. He's pinching stuff, twisting things, turning knobs, flicking switches. Yeah. And like he actually, he's actually picking up these like individual phone calls yeah, to see if he can hear which, 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 you know, fucking crazy ass phone call is happening. Random bits of conversations right. that he has no context to, but he's listening for some guy like going off, sounding like a pig, you know? Like oh just, Lord. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Yeah. So, so the phone calls, I mean, depending on how you choose to like look at this, if you listen to the phone calls and you watch the movie with subtitles, for instance, uh, you're able to infer that Billy was babysitting his little sister, Agnes. And at some point, he probably molested her, swore her to secrecy, killed her to shut her up. His parents came home and then beat him when they found out that he had killed he had killed the baby. Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't. It's like, where did you would tell us where you put Agnes? Where's the baby, Billy? Where's the baby? Where's Billy? Where's the baby? Uh, then there's the whole Agnes, don't tell him what we did thing. Right, which has oh, to mean creepy, man. Yeah. Because that's like that's you know swear to secrecy, blah blah blah. Don't tell him what we did. Right, and Agnes even like because Billy plays all of these roles. Billy plays the role of the billy plays billy billy plays agnes billy plays mom and billy plays dad yep there's all there's four like literally there's four fleshed out characters done over the phone calls and they're very brief they're fucking da, da, da. like they're terrifying they scare me like i'm a big scary guy but it's like yo Happy Meal ain't got all its fries. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, he's fucking batshit. He's a lunatic. He is a fucking complete lunatic. Which I think is why I love this is because it's just like there's no reasoning with him. There's no reasoning behind what he's doing. Like the only thing I'd possibly think of is that this is the house where he got beaten. Yeah, because here's another thing. Billy seems to know this house very well. Like he knows where to hide and he knows where to jump out at because there's the part where he grabs fucking the hair mm -hmm. and the house is like its own character but it's, 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 he knows the fucking layout of the place. Like he knows where to hide. Just, I, it's, uh, I botched this all up. No, you know, no, but, that's so, but that's very true. And it's one thing like you mentioned that the house itself is a character. And yes, yeah, the, house the house is is, gorgeous. is so gorgeous. It's real warm and inviting looking. And it looks so cozy because it's Christmas. There's Christmas lights. There's, you know, goodwill toward men and, and women. Fucking <laughs> to quote Bruce Wayne. Uh, so, it's deceiving. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Because, you know, you know there's a killer in the house. So it's like, ah, uh, ah, uh, it's awful. It's mm -hmm. like, it's it's really tense. It's a very tense film. Like, it's, uh, 
it just comes in and lays its nuts on the table. And it's like, I'm Black Christmas, y'all. <laughs> Seriously. Cause, and it's a hard act to follow because everything's done so well in it. Look at it this way. The killer's never caught. He doesn't have a gimmick. There's no mask. There's no fucking weird outfit. It's not a revenge that we know of. It's just a dude going on a killing spree. And the, the biggest thing to me is, is he's never caught. And I'm like, that guy's out on the fucking street somewhere. Yeah. Like, that's scary, dude. That's, that's scary. what makes it, that's what actually think, I think makes it much more scary and much more interesting is that it's just random. It's it's not. It, could it blend in in a crowd. Yeah, exactly. Because we don't know who he is. No, no. I mean, there's still people out there who think that Kira Dulé is the killer. No. He's not, He's by the way. Not. God damn it. Anyway. Because at the end of this movie, spoiler alert, by well, the way. It's full of red herrings. But it, it's, it's full of, it, the movie is full of red herrings. Although the main red herring really is Kira Dulé. It is, absolutely. It, it absolutely is Peter. Uh, well, remember, he leaves the recital. Right. And the fucking piano iron is uh-huh. like sticking out of it and stuff. And right. it's like, ooh, plus you hear him at whatever the fuck that is where he's just like he's like hate fucking the piano for an hour yeah like he's really he is very angry he is super angry at that piano and he's super angry at his ex-girlfriend so oy vey um so they finally so they put a uh policeman outside of the sorority house to to uh to like keep guard keep an eye on what's going on except that he ends up getting his throat slit he's turned into a pez dispenser exactly he ends up getting his throat slit um there's so barb is uh right probably frozen stiff oh god barb is clearly the drunk in the movie absolutely and uh and so she ends up like going to bed because she's she's tired and mumbling and she's she's just being basically like a bitch so she goes to bed and um it's interesting also that this character is an asthmatic yeah that's right that's right because she's supposed to be like you know the tough one and blah 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 blah, but you know asthma shut you down dog asthma shut you down seriously so she goes in there and goes to bed and we see this really cool collection of um of glass unicorns with really sharp fucking horns they're dangerous like you could put one in a sock and just call it good night you know totally steven seagal it's like a tool in oz yeah yeah <laughs> um, uh, if they could only smuggle that in oh God. just like a glass unicorn just base. just uh just chris maloney twisting heads after blowjobs what the fuck <laughs> did you not watch oz i want yeah yeah i don't remember uh, you don't remember that scene yeah where Christopher Maloney gets a blowjob from the guy and then he like t- he literally like cracks his head afterwards and just like leaves it. I'm trying to think when I watched Oz. Like 2013. <laughs> like that's the last time I watched it. So, yeah, yeah, so that's that there's that's, that. That's a thing. That happens out. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, sorry, I didn't mean to, to violate your delicate sensibilities. No, I don't care. It's just that that's how shit be in prison. Yeah. <laughs> It's a different time. Yeah. Mm, okay. So they're so they're in the house and Barb goes to bed and meanwhile Jess goes downstairs and there are carolers there and a woman who uh is has brought these children to Carol, which is interesting. And then I guess they find out that um that a a child has been murdered in the park at the exact same time that they're sitting there singing. And then the phone rings. And then no. the phone rings. Exactly. And then the phone rings. And 
that moment that the kids are singing is juxtaposed with Barb, Margot Kidder, getting stabbed to death with one of those glass unicorns. Yeah, it's uh, it's pretty gnarly the way it's shot. Um, yeah, because this movie, the blood you see in the movie exactly. This movie is fairly bloodless. Mm-hmm. It's like Texas Chainsaw. It's it's there's nothing there. Yeah. It's just everything's implied. Absolutely. Except in this scene, when she's stabbed with the unicorn, uh, with with the unicorn horn, there's like the, the blood actually covers the glass. Yeah, yeah, it's it's pretty almost like it's something like Suspiria. Yeah, it's very cool. Yeah, it is gnarly. But they yeah. show his eye. Mm-hmm. Yep. That's the, that's the famous eye scene. And he's, I think, he, even when he opens the door, that's when he's like, Agnes, Agnes, it's me, Billy. That fucking movie is creepy as fuck, dude. Like, oh, it's so, it, it's it's a perfect slasher film. Like, that's the thing. I love everything that's done in that fucking movie. So, so she goes upstairs, uh, Jess goes upstairs and sees that Barb is dead. And she's like, Oh my God. And then she runs and the the killer, the pile of bodies is when she, well, yeah, because, because Phyllis goes upstairs too. Cause Phyllis takes, Phyllis takes a cough medicine. And so Mm -hmm. she's like, I'm going to go upstairs too. Cause she's tired. Mm -hmm. And when she goes upstairs, all that happens is she walks her like she walks into her bedroom and the door slams shut and you know that she's dead. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. So then Jess goes upstairs and there is a pile of bodies that, on the bed. That's what I was thinking. And Billy is hiding behind the door. Yeah, 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 yeah. So then she runs and Billy grabs her by the hair when she's like kind of He's right there, Johnny on the spot. Cornering like when she's cornering the um the the banister. Like she's like moving around the banister and he grabs her by the hair. And trust me, all of our long-haired female and some male uh, fans uh, understand this. This is like a this is like one of those like big fear type things. Is when like that a killer is gonna grab you by your fucking hair. Yeah, because that's that's kind of all bets are off. Like mm-hmm. yeah, he's gonna get uh. you there. And she fucking fights back. Yeah. And cracks him with the door. Yep. And that's when he goes like buck wild. That part's pretty scary too. That's the thing. This movie's filled with a lot of scary parts. Not like dumb jump scares because again you really don't see what the fuck is going on it's the sound design of the movie that really gets you and uh it's fucking terrifying if you ever watch it in the dark oh that's a good have you ever watched this in the dark i've watched this in the dark with the christmas lights on the christmas tree lit up (gasps) that's pretty badass yeah that's a lot of fun to do oh i want to do that especially if you have multicolor lights i'm a big fan of all white or all blue maybe whatever but like multicolor. There's something about those old school like glass like bunch of bunch fire of, hazard fire hazard lights. lights. Like, yeah, <laughs> and I remember growing up they had those water lights. And apparently they explode, mm. and uh, so yeah, it's pretty cool. But uh, to watch it in like a multicolor light on your TV, wow, is fucking pretty cool. That is actually pretty cool. That's pretty yeah, cool. I've done that a lot of times. And yeah, you said this movie just celebrated its what anniversary? 49th Jesus Christ half a century old man it's half a century old that's amazing Texas Chainsaw is next yeah when is it when is it 73 that's 73 that's 74 I think Texas Chainsaw did we already have its anniversary I think so okay yeah did we miss it probably (laughs) I think it'll be 49 next year okay so yeah but that's about to hit 15 oh my goodness so um so when this movie wraps up we kind of think like okay uh like Peter shows up and we kind of think, Oh, Peter clearly is the killer. Yeah. Again, he's a red herring, even introduced at this stage. 
Because this is like, it's real similar to an uh, Italian giallo, this movie is. Which you are an expert on. I've been told that. <laughs> I can tell you a lot about giallo. It, it doesn't matter. That's an Italian slasher film. And they set the standard for a lot of what became slasher films in America from 1978 to 1983. But in 1973 and 74, Black Christmas came out and Texas Chainsaw came out. And then there was, before that was Peeping Tom and Psycho. So those led to that which led to what we got so question is peeping tom the first movie that that um that utilizes the pov shot it's considered like a little bit the the papa yeah the pov the pov but halloween was more famously known for it but black christmas i think did it the best they did the best killer pov John Carpenter made like real pretty POVs kind of using like mm-hmm. a piece of cardboard and Deborah Hill's hands, stuff like that. But uh, Black Christmas, they don't really show any of the kills from the POV or anything. They just, they show you the full frame kind of deal. But it's, that set the standard, I think. Black Christmas set the standard for what we known as the POV. Now, what did you think of the 2000 was it 2006 that was the 2006 remake that came out i believe they just call it black xmas Xmas, yeah that's a fucking turd <laughs> why billy has jaundice i don't know yeah it's that's like the dawson's creek black christmas it's <laughs> it's one of those movies that they shot scenes for the movie but they were just for the trailer they didn't uh, they didn't do the yeah, movie yeah yeah I remember that whole fucking thing. I've I've had people come after me uh, <laughs> because they like it. There's people that that, that do like that movie, and I'm like, uh, no. I'm like, it's it's no. So there's actual people that like the 2006 Black Christmas. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Uh, no, 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 no. Casey doesn't like that one. Uh, no, he does like that one. He doesn't like the 2019 one because I don't. I don't think anyone does. I'd rather talk dirty to my hand. <laughs> No, the 2000, what is it, 2019? 2019. Is that what it was? Yeah, it's a term. Yeah, that's a terrible fucking movie. Too. Oh, it's awful. Like, it's, it's, it's whatever. We won't speak of it. Nothing beats the original. No, 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 no. Even, uh, I wouldn't want him to remake this movie. Right. Because it's like a time capsule. Right. You know, it's like the early 70s. It's when, the, it's when, it's like the start of the sleeping giant awakening. I just, I really like this movie. It definitely makes usage of its time. You know what I mean? It laid the groundwork for what would become slasher flick, flick, and it really didn't even realize it. Like, that's what I mean. Bob Clark was a true, like, visual storyteller. Absolutely. And the movie moves at a clip. Yes, it really does. It has really no pacing issues. No, 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 no. It doesn't drag. It's over before you know it, and you're like, what the fuck? Because it does. It feels like it was... Just ba, 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 ba. and it's the first horror film to utilize the the killers are, the, the the calls are coming from inside the house before when a stranger calls right and it's 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 well known that when a stranger calls actually you like took that from it right yeah it, it totally did and it fucked it up kind of um, yeah because when a stranger calls is one of those movies where like the first 15 minutes of that movie are absolutely fucking perfect and yeah. then the and then the rest of the film are just dog shit it should have ended there yeah it literally should have it should have been a it should have been a short story 
Because essentially, I remember reading that in uh, Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark. Absolutely, the babysitter. Yeah, so it was like, oh, shit. Like, so there you go. That's it. That's the story. There's no, nah, you know, man. Yeah, there's no, Charles Durning needs to catch the killer. No, 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 no. no. That, that should have been like an after school special. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it really, it really, uh, they really didn't do well with that. Um, so this is one of those movies that is kind of like in, in the horror world. It's essential. It's essential. essential. It's completely no. essential. It's essential viewing. For horror fans horror to see scene. this movie. It's also, this is probably my favorite, um, this is my favorite horror Christmas movie. Definitely. Oh, by far, by far, by far. Yeah. Like, Silent Night, Deadly Night, I get it, there's a bunch yeah. of Yeah, like Silent Night, Deadly Night has its gimmick. Yeah, even some of the newer flicks, which are pretty good. Mm-hmm. Like uh, Violent Night is the shit. I see, I want to see that, I haven't seen that, man. Like I, It's, I'm, David Harbour can fucking read anything, as far as I'm concerned. He can dress up as Santa, not dress up as Santa, whatever. Like, he's... Amazing, yeah. No, he's great. Listen, I like him as Hellboy, so fuck what you heard. Like, and but I consider them both Hellboy. Okay, but so. I will say, I will say this: that my second favorite horror uh, slasher Christmas movie is Secret Santa. Of course, yes, because it it's fucking amazing. Secret Santa is a lot of fun. Yeah, if you guys are looking for a, a a newer Christmas horror film to check out that is absolutely brilliant, witty, funny, dark, great gore, uh, just mwah, chef's kiss all around, check out Adam Marcus's uh, Secret Santa. It's fucking amazing. Uh, so getting back to getting back to Black Christmas, if we can, um, how many times have you seen this movie? You wouldn't know it from me tonight. <laughs> but I've seen this movie probably like 40 times. Okay. And I'm ashamed to say that at this point because I'm just like, yeah, that did happen. Yeah, that did happen. Like, well, I mean, we're, you know, it is Christmas weekend. So obviously our brains are a little, uh, are, are a little mushy right now. So for us to be able to remember this off the dome, as we would say. Yeah, because we just ran in here. We totes did. We did. We ate our Chinese food. We came in. We were like, all right, let's do this, you know, without, although we did talk about possibly watching it for the, like, again before the show. And then we're like, why would we do that? No. No. Sure? You want to watch it? I was like, no, 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 we're fine. We're fine. We got this. We got this. It's good. I've seen that movie a hundred times. Yeah, exactly. And, uh, and yet here we are. Yeah. So, um, that's but I great. do love the end of the movie. Yeah. So, so let's talk. Yeah. So let's talk about the ending to this film. Once again, spoiler alert guys. Um, the ending of this movie happens like cure delay jumps out and she beats the shit out of him and the cops find her down in the basement, basement, right? Basement holding a very bloody Peter in her arms. And he, he did, he's dead. Uh, She's, you know, whatever. And then the cops are like basically just kind of like mulling about milling about the house. You yeah, know? they're not really searching it. They're just kind of like Oh, hey, look at that. Yeah, it was like, hey boss, do you want us to check the attic? And they're like, No, 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 we'll wait we'll wait until the Stadies get here in the, in the morning. And it's like, no, you mm. They're not even looking around. Like, they're not even, you know, searching. And then Claire's dad, like, basically passes out from shock, and they're like, we got to get him to the hospital. Yeah, they don't They, they don't even consider taking her. Like, it's never even... I know, 
they put her they put jess who has undergone this insane trauma they put her in a bed in the house where all of the murders have occurred yeah they they uh they're gonna run out of morgue space you know like it's it's just it's uh, ridiculous so they put her they, they put her in bed and then they were like oh, i guess we better take mr harrison to the hospital and then they leave and so she's there alone air quotes and uh then the phone rings right and now you know jess is dead because that's what he does he kills someone and then he makes a phone call and then we've got these credits and everything is silent really dark it's really dark it's fantastic so let's talk a little bit about bob clark um i have a huge love for him one of the things that you and i kind of connected on initially was our love of a movie called children shouldn't play with dead things children shouldn't play with dead things right there it stops that that the name right but then you find out Bob Clark directed it and you're like oh Bob Clark directed a lot of these movies like Porky but children shouldn't play with dead things is awesome it's a hard like 45 minutes to get through right <laughs> listen I'll listen I'll, is it really 45 minutes no no no, no. oh 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 you mean That's before shit before stu- before yeah. things start to pop off it's yeah a hard 45 minutes because you're like those are the loudest pants I've ever seen and uh this guy Alan's all snarky and fucking he's a dick he would get punched in bars I guarantee you and then like this weird music's going on and it's not really music it's just sound effects and it's really creepy it's kind of like watching a bunch of theater nerds it's it is watching a bunch of theater nerds because that's what they are they're a trope and Alan's like I'm gonna wear this weird blue satin cape with stars on it and fucking it's just gonna be weird and there's what two guys and they're like undertakers because they're like digging up fucking orville yeah and it's like i said it's a hard 45 it doesn't matter then the zombies start rising because they do some kind of voodoo shit with a grimori and uh then hilarity ensues but it's creepy as shit it's like texas chainsaw where there's like this weird ambience and it's uncomfortable and it's like oh and then the zombies start coming to life. And it's like real crude zombie makeup. You, it's like caked onto their faces. But it's scary, yo. Because the island's supposed to, be, supposed to be, have been filled with rapists and murderers. So they're like the worst type of humans. And now they're, they're zombies. So it's awful. Nice. That's very cool. And then... Have you seen, you've seen I've it. I've seen it. Yeah. It's been a long time, though. It it's has. It's been a while. Yeah. Uh, it's uh, currently free on the Roku channel, by the way, um, if you want to watch it. There's a bunch of freeze frames that happen, and it's like those are startling when they happen. You're like, what's going on? Yeah, it's such an it's such an odd it's such an odd little movie. But he does such a great he does such a great job with it. And then Alan Ormsby, Alan Ormsby, they, they've been teamed up forever. Exactly. And then Alan Ormsby and Bob Clark and Mark Harrier from fucking Porky's would end up going on to do popcorn. Oh, I love popcorn. Everyone loves popcorn. That's a great movie. It's, it's such a great fucking movie. Such an awesome movie. 1990. In Jamaica. Yes, filmed in Kingston, Jamaica. Kingston, Jamaica. Yep. Jill Sholin, fucking D. Wallace Stone. Yeah, it's amazing. Tom Villard. Yeah, no, it's great. But it's, uh, yeah, yeah, it's a good flick. It's, uh, it's original. 
it's cool as shit. It takes place in a theater, so it's like, you know, you like horror movies. They do a horror-thon, the whole nine. I have to do some research on that flick. But oh, Popcorn's amazing. I love Popcorn. Possessor. The Possessor. Yeah, no, Popcorn's great. Uh, so then he also is the godfather of the teen sex comedy. Mm-hmm. Porky's. Yeah, because he did Porky's. He did the graffiti movies with, like, Turk 182. Yeah, he did Turk 182. Um, he also did From the Hip with um, uh, Jed Nelson. He did, um, and then of course, he also did A Christmas, a Christmas story. story. So he covered Black Christmas and he did A Christmas Story. Yeah. So he like, he straight dogged out Christmas. And a lot of the actors who are featured in Black Christmas in like little like cameo roles show up in A Christmas Story. Christmas story yeah. So it's a good flick. Solid flick. People lose their fucking minds on that fucking movie. Like, Which one? A Christmas story? Yeah, a Christmas story. Yeah. They go fucking they, they go nuts. Yeah. I wish there might be, but I wish there was a channel that showed Black Christmas for twenty four hours. That would be a really good idea. Right? That'd yeah. Cool. You can send a uh, check or money order to uh <laughs> Let's make that happen. A channel that just shows Black Christmas. Every Christmas. Every Christmas. Listen, you guys got like three days. You guys got like three days to pull this off. Well, every other channel shows some movie now for 24 hours. Yeah, you think that Tubi would jump on this. Right? They should just show Black Shutter. One yeah. of them. Just be or, like, uh, Black Christmas 24. What's the other? Um, oh, Pluto. Pluto. Come on, guys. Yeah. You got two days to make this happen. Three Have you seen Screambox yet? No, but I keep hearing about it. What? Okay, because, yeah, people keep telling me I need to join it, but I'm on, I have like a million streaming services right now. Yeah. Colin was like, oh, Screambox. I know. Exactly. And I'm like, really? Adam Marcus said Screenbox. Yeah, Adam Marcus said Screenbox too. So yeah, it's like, oh man, I guess we gotta gotta add that, you know. Gotta look into it. I will definitely be looking into it. Now, Slinky, you also have a show called Horror After Midnight that will be coming back, uh, by the way, on um, some platform. But tell us a little bit about Horror After Midnight. It's uh, three nerds. Talking about horror movies. Three horror nerds talking about horror movies. We, we're funny. Like, if you if you follow horror like we do. If you would like to find Horror After Midnight, you can also find them on Facebook, yeah, we're on Facebook. as well. And if you'd like to follow Slinky, you can follow him on Facebook as well. Slinky's Liquor Pawn Video. There you go. Slinky's Liquor Pawn and Video. And as always, if you'd like to follow Manic Movie Monday, please do so on Instagram or Facebook. And Merry Christmas and stay manic, my lovelies.